we've all been saying this for years and certainly since uh, the Ukrainians were coming here, we were always calling for more resources where people were coming. Um, it's just, it's very, very sad to see people put two and two together and come up with seven, you know, and be saying absolutely terrible things about the people who are, are, are who are coming to our shores looking for international protection, not based on anything other than scaremongering and whipping up bad feeling. That's that's very, very, very bad. I am sure that in Clare, the concerns that people are saying about having adequate resources are absolutely valid. Yeah, like I, uh, I suppose there, there's uh, there's almost two streams of it. There's the the extreme sense of things which nobody would condone in terms of violence and, and, and threats and, and those kind of things that we've spoken about. And then there, there may be people who would just like more information and more questions. Are, are the government maybe at fault there in terms of not having oh, enough hugely, consultation? Hugely, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's not even that people want more information. I, I mean, I've been long enough around this block that really when people are saying they want consultation, they usually mean they don't want people coming there. That's my experience, to be quite honest with you. Um, there, People have a right to know that there will be resources going where people are going. I think we're, we're seeing that we're... Well, a few things are happening. We're, we're all jaded from COVID, and now we're all horrified with seeing the war so so close and, and seeing people fleeing war and, and the horror of that. But we're also in the years of not enough development going on around the country on the accommodation housing front, both in Clare and in the country, Erfads, uh, all all the country, should we say. And um, so now we, the, the, the issue with the, the protest is that they're, they're putting, people are putting a few things together that are not valid and that are potentially dangerous and very mean-spirited and that the people who are expressing the concerns that we all have about adequate resources mm. need to pick their bedfellows very carefully and need to keep their own path on this very straight because otherwise they will be feeding into that. Some of those concerns have been expressed in Shannon and we are hearing that there is a facility now um, being uh, worked on by the Department of Integration and the OPW that is expected to cater for 300 uh, international protection applicants and there were different numbers mm-hmm. going around as you know in the last couple of weeks. That's due to come mm-hmm. on stream later this year we're being told. What do you make of that de- development? Well, I mean, this is what we've been hearing uh, ourselves for the last few months without actually having a figure on it. I, again, I think any place can can manage um, people coming so long as they're not taking away from their own resources and it's adequately staffed and it's adequately supported. I mean, people who are seeking international protection are people just like you and me. That's all. But they unfortunately are coming from a country that cannot keep them safe. That is human rights abuses take many forms. It's not only war. We have we we see people in our office on a daily basis who you would think their country is not at war at the moment, but has been before. And the legacy of it goes on. The infrastructure is gone, and they may be 
a target of human rights abuses. There's there's many grounds for that. It may be their religious background, it may be their ethnic group, it may be their political activity. Is more information and clarity needed on the facility then, do you think? Oh, absolutely. And more more than that, there needs to be more um, resources put in from day one around it. I mean, if you're talking about 300 people, that's a doctor, at least, or facilities like that. I mean, the, the... the existing facilities have been in lots of places put under pressure and people have rolled with it against the odds and, and fair play to us all up and down the country that we've done that. But now, um, as we have been calling for again, not only in the last um, 12 months, but for years, there needs to be a dedicated refugee agency that's just taken the measure on all of this at all times. Um, We've all been under enormous pressure over the last year and uh, the government has as well and this is now a time to be looking at all the options we've all talked about uh, in in care is it one in every five or six houses is empty. Mm. I'm hoping that some of the, the Accommodation issues will actually rejuvenate and re really give life back to villages and towns around the country uh, and around the county in particular that have been left without services, without people, people going away and all of that. So we can look forward, I hope, well to being a, a country that does accept international protection applicants that honours that. We we signed the 1956 convention and other conventions since. Yeah. It is very important to, at the moment, to separate a few things out. People fleeing war is one category under which you can seek international protection, but there are many other categories, and we see it every day in our, in our office. We see people coming from countries, and they absolutely need to be out of their country because there is no security for them in their own country. Along with that, I would see that we need to be even more robust in our international affairs through trade and through every aspect of government departments with countries to be very vocal and very engaged in pushing countries to honour their own citizens and to stop having human rights abuses in their own country.